Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Ooh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car. And you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. International crisis. It's very real now. In Afghanistan, over half of the Afghanistan population is now facing extreme hunger. What is America doing? Nothing. We got out of there. And then what happened because we got out of there and left people behind to die, including American citizens? The rest of the world has decided to react to this. Russia is now preparing a massive invasion of Ukraine in upcoming weeks because they see weakness in Biden is what international reports are now saying. And it doesn't seem like America knows how to stop Russia. We are threatening sanctions and I think Russia is probably laughing at us. That is what is coming out of the Zoom call conversation with the White House and Vladimir Putin, who's hanging out at his house in Russia. There's another problem that we're also seeing right now. And that is a problem that deals with the joke of the diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Olympics is nothing more uh, than basically posturing that gets us nothing. And why aren't we pulling all of our athletes out of Beijing? It's a question that a lot of people are asking. This is happening as it's now been revealed that in this country we are straight up compromised. Now, when I say compromise, let me also explain what I mean by that. We now know that a $275 billion deal was done between Tim Cook, Apple CEO, and China. China was holding them hostage, and they decided to make it and get it done. We also know that uh, Russian media decided to show Vladimir Putin being strong and Joe Biden looking like he was kind of a joke on TV during their talks on Ukraine. Now, China has also warned the U.S. that they will pay for the Olympic diplomatic boycott. The White House has said it would not send any government officials to the Games due to the ongoing genocide and crimes against humanity and other human rights abuses. China has told the United States it will, quote, pay for its diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Winter Olympics on human rights grounds. The White House announced it would not send any government officials to the Games in February 2022 due to the ongoing genocide and crimes against humanity that is being led by the leader of their country, as well as other human rights abuses against their own people. 
Now, this may sound like it's a big deal. It's really not. To put it in perspective for you about how kind of ridiculous it is that this is all we're doing, U.S. Senator Tom Cotton uh, was on Fox News Channel talking about this. Take a listen to what he had to say about it. And again, it's a joke. The White House announcing the U.S. will not send a diplomatic delegation to the 2022 Winter Olympics in Beijing over concerns about China's human rights record. Athletes will still compete next month. Some critics say the diplomatic boycott does not go far enough. Let's bring in Arkansas Senator Tom Cotton, a member of the Senate Armed Services Committee. This move was um, rumored for a while. They finally did it yesterday. Why do you think it's not enough? Dana, this is really nothing more than the sleeves off of Joe Biden's vest. This is the status quo. China was going to have very strict travel controls anyway on diplomats and corporate officials because of their draconian coronavirus lockdowns. What I'm worried about is the safety of our athletes. I sent the Biden administration a letter last summer asking them for how they would assure the safety of our athletes. They sent me back a letter through restricted channels, but there was nothing classified about it, and they had no plan to protect our athletes, whether it's from uh, ubiquitous technical surveillance of their electronic devices or DNA harvesting under the guise of coronavirus testing, or even outright kidnapping. I mean, China will take hostage and disappear one of its own tennis stars and trot her out for hostage videos. What will they do to one of our athletes if one of those young men or women should dare speak up about mm-hmm. Tibet or Hong Kong or Taiwan or any of China's crimes against the civilized world? Even COVID. If we can't secure, if we can't secure this, if we can't protect our own athletes, we should not be sending them to compete in the games of a country that is committing genocide. Yeah, Bill Haggerty, a Republican senator from Tennessee, former U.S. ambassador in Japan, said we should pressure the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, to move the games out of Beijing. Uh, it's not going to happen. It's too late for that. So then mm, it's going to happen. It's well, going to be an Bill, uncomfortable yeah. moment for the world. Continue. Well, I would say this, Bill. Joe Biden should have been pressuring the International Olympic Committee to do that for a year. Uh, they should have never awarded these games to Beijing in the first place. But also, this is the Winter Olympics, not the Summer Olympics. The Winter Olympics are a much smaller Olympics. They have many fewer events, many fewer sports, many fewer medals, many fewer athletes. There's probably half a dozen countries in Europe right now that have the ski slopes and the ice rinks that they could still host these games. And we just got done delaying one set of games for a year because of coronavirus. Can the civilized world led by the United States really not demand that we move these games? Maybe we postpone these games, but we not honor the Communist Party of China for all of its crimes against its own people and the rest of the world? Do you think that the Biden administration would be able to rally enough allies to do that? Right now, they haven't rallied many allies to do much of anything around the world, Dana, unfortunately, but they should have been doing this from the very beginning of this year. Now, of course, back to the article, there's going to be hell to pay. America will pay for this disrespect, right? The stern response from the Chinese foreign minister who told a press conference today, the U.S. will pay for its wrongdoing. You can't, you can wait and see. They also accused the U.S. of hypocrisy and called Western allegations of a cultural genocide of Muslims as fabricated and a lie. The U.S. side attempts to disrupt the Beijing Winter Olympics, he said. According to Human Rights Group, in the first-hand accounts, China has held one million and other minorities in internment camps where some are subjected to forced labor, sterilization, and torture. China denies this and says the re-education camps, quote-unquote, are necessary to fight terrorism, many of them Muslims, as you know. China is also accused by the U.S. and other Western powers of removing Hong Kong's democratic freedoms and is facing questions over that tennis player 
who has not been seen in public for weeks after making allegations of sexual assault against a former senior Chinese Communist Party official. They had that Americans, this is coming from the Chinese, move to politicize the events was, quote, contrary to the Olympic Charter principle that sports should maintain political neutrality. China also warned the U.S. that its position could harm the dialogue and cooperation in a series of important areas and our international regional issues. American athletes will still participate in the games. President Joe Biden has been facing bipartisan pressures. You just heard there from lawmakers to take a stronger line on China, including calls for the U.S. to argue the game should be moved or not send our athletes. The editor-in-chief of the Chinese state-affiliated Global Times newspaper said it was super narcissistic to believe the boycott was a powerful move. He's right, by the way. Adding that many U.S. officials wouldn't be allowed in due to COVID-19 protocols anyway. U.S. Secretary of State Blinken has previously said the allies, excuse me, that allies were consulted on a shared approach to a boycott. But other countries have proved more cautious in mixing politics and sports. The Office of Italian Prime Minister told NBC News Italy that they would not boycott the games. Canada's foreign minister said Monday it remained deeply disturbed by the troubling reports of human rights violations in China and continues to discuss the matter with partners and allies. New Zealand will not send government ministers to the games, although its decision was made in October because they have more of a backbone than the United States of America. Quote, we've already made the decision that we weren't attending and we will continue to raise the issue of human rights, which I note is what the U.S. is raising. That's what the New Zealand Deputy Prime Minister told a press conference today. John Hoberman, a professor at the University of Texas, Austin, who has been researching the Olympics and ethics since the, his 1986 book, The Olympic Crisis, Sports, Politics, and the Moral Order, was critical of the U.S. boycott for not going far enough, saying, quote, I think this is less than a half measure because people don't tune into the Olympics to watch diplomats. He told NBC News by phone, if you keep your diplomats out, you are, you are delivering a certain kind of soft blow to the Chinese games, which is exactly what we should be doing. But we are controlled. Excuse me. Let me say that differently. Biden is clearly controlled by China. Why? Because of his family ties, his son's ties, the financial ties and the billions of dollars in loans that they have received. That's why. Now, CNN uh, has also come out with some new shocking news in the last hour. And this just goes back to what I said earlier about the demise of the U.S.'s power on the world stage. This all stems from what happened in Afghanistan. When the world saw that American citizens 20 feet from American soldiers in Afghanistan, they were not willing to go get them because the Biden administration would not let them. And we left thousands and thousands of diplomats behind. Or I should say, let me rephrase that. I want to make sure I'm I'm, I'm absolutely accurate in how I describe this. We left our allies behind, the people that helped us behind, the Afghans that risked their lives to be interpreter for us behind, and we left Americans behind. And foreigners that worked with us behind from other countries. They realize, wait a second, we might be able to do whatever the hell we want to do, wherever we want to do it, whenever we want to do it, and we can do it right now. So let's go now to Ukraine. We're now being told, being reported from CNN, that the Biden administration is now considering options for possibly evacuating U.S. citizens from Ukraine if Russia invades because they don't want to be caught off guard there based on the PR nightmare that was Afghanistan. Now, if that's coming out right now as we're meeting with the Russians, right, this big Zoom call with Putin from Biden, right, that's happening right now, you know that that Putin's saying we can do what we want. 
Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take a listen to this audio from CNN talking about the White House's agenda, their plan to get all of the Americans out so they don't have another black eye like Afghanistan if Russia invades Ukraine. American citizens. But I think the bottom line here is that it shows just how seriously yeah. they are taking the Russian threat. I mean, that's the piece here, because because it is natural to have contingency plans for a whole host of outcomes. But the fact that the Pentagon is doing this now post-Afghanistan, but also in the midst of all that we're seeing along the Ukraine border, shows that, the, that, that these are at least serious plans if they need to put them into place. That's exactly right. And I think, you know, again, they don't want to be caught off guard here. They don't want to be in a situation where Russia does invade, which the administration has said repeatedly could be done on very short notice, yeah. and have uh, officials, uh, U.S. government employees and American citizens be kind of stuck with no way out. Now, of course, Airlines are still operating, airports are open, there are still land borders mm -hmm. that are open. So right now, there is no need for an evacuation, and that is what U.S. officials are telling us. But again, this is all just in case. Yeah. As one source put it to me, the U.S. does not want to be caught Erica flat-footed. Of course, the Afghanistan experience uh, educational uh, in that sense. Yeah, absolutely. That's for sure. Um I love this. It's educational. So so Afghanistan's debacle and the warnings of not doing what he did was, quote, educational. So now we're going to try to be educational and just not do it again. So we've got a contingency plan. Now, this contingency plan that they're doing right now and they're talking about openly clearly is going to send a message to Vladimir Putin. You can do whatever you want to do. I, I would be shocked at this point based on what we're witnessing if Vladimir Putin does not invade. I would be shocked. This is too easy of an opportunity for him to expand to a place that he believes is honestly rightfully his. He looks at Ukraine and says, that's basically mine. It is Russia. It's Mother Russia, and I want it. I want it, I want it back. 
I, I, I want it back, and I want it back now. Now, this is also happening while China is building up with a military base, a base that's been talked about over the last several days. China may be eyeing its first military base on the Atlantic Ocean. So, so you've got to really understand something here. This has turned into a total foreign policy meltdown from the Biden administration. This is a total meltdown. General Thompson predicted tremendous threat China could be the leader in space also within a decade. That happening in the last week, the vice chief of space operations for the U.S. Space Force, General David Thompson, went on Fox News Sunday to discuss China's role in space, arguing the U.S. has to adapt its approach. China appears to be eyeing also its first permanent military base on the shores of Africa's Atlantic coast. And Washington, not, quote, keen on the idea, has already started a diplomatic effort to put the kibosh on any plans. It doesn't matter. They're doing it anyway. U.S. officials citing classified American intelligence reports leaked to the Wall Street Journal that Beijing could be eyeing the Ghana port city of Bata for the base. The report said that this area has already comes with deep water port that has been upgraded by China Road and Bridge Company from 2009 to 2014. The report said U.S. intelligence first learned of the possibility of the base in 2019. The Department of Defense spokesman told Fox News in an email that, quote, part of U.S. Dip- diplomacy to address maritime security issues, the administration has made clear to the area that certain potential steps involving China and their activity would raise national security concerns. The White House did not immediately respond to an after-hours email from Fox News seeking comment. The tensions between the U.S. and China have been running high. Beijing has criticized U.S. warships that frequent the South China Sea, and the U.S. has accused China of, of destabilizing the region due to aggression directed also at Taiwan. So again, this all goes back to foreign policy. When America is weak, the world goes to hell in a handbasket. And we're witnessing it in real time. Taiwan is under threat of China rolling in there. America, I do not believe, would stop them. That's what they're trying to figure out. They're not worried about casualties. They don't care if some people die, if they can get Taiwan under their control. It's worth a lot of money. China doesn't value people. They're doing genocide right now. We know that for a fact. Then you look at Russia, and Russia says, okay, well, not only does America have problems in the Middle East, check, They're distracted. They got problems with China right now. Check. They're even more distracted. And then we have a third distraction. Let's talk about that. We've got the economy right now and inflation. And so so actually have four distractions. You have the Middle East, Afghanistan. You've got the Iran nuclear deal and all that going on. You now have China and what they're trying to do in the middle of the ocean so they can get closer to America and have the ability to attack anywhere in the world. And then you've got Russia and what's going on in Ukraine. None of this would be happening right now if it wasn't for the fact that our foreign policy is a disaster because Joe Biden showed the rest of the world that when American citizens are 60 or 50 or 20 feet away from American soldiers in Afghanistan, we wouldn't even save them. And they said opportunity and this opportunity is striking and it's striking now. This is a huge opportunity and they're taking advantage of it. They understand and they realize that if you want to do something, now is the time to do it. Now, I'm glad. Look, I want to make this clear. I'm glad that we're trying to figure out how we're going to get people out. Okay, I want to make that very clear. I am. I'm very glad. I'm glad that if we have an invasion of Ukraine, that American citizens will actually be maybe prioritized this time compared to what happened in Afghanistan. We were actually in charge of our own withdrawal date. 
that we screwed up royally. But what I'm not okay with is the fact that it looks like every time something happens, we have a new policy under Biden, which is retreat, which doesn't make American citizens safe anywhere in the world right now. Do I think we should pull out the Beijing Olympics? Absolutely. I don't believe that we can trust them to keep our athletes safe. And if they do take one of our athletes, the same way they just took their, uh, their own tennis star and kidnapped her and she's disappeared and then had some basically the equivalent of hostage videos shared with the world. And, 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 and kudos, by the way, kudos to the WTA for pulling every event out of the region to protect their players. She's a member of the Women's Tennis Association, and they decided to say all of the events are canceled. Yet that's going to cost them a lot of money. It's the right thing to do. It's the same, the same thing the NBA should be doing right now. The NBA is not going to do it, though, of course, right? Why would you do that? Too much money. I rarely agree with Jake Tapper at CNN, but he did a great job this week explaining one thing here. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain to you what he said in State of the Union. CNN's Jake Tapper ripped Hollywood. He ripped the NBA and he ripped Nike over their lust for the Chinese money at all costs, saying, quote, there's no amount of money that can buy enough soap to wash the blood off of their hands. He's right. Is he grandstanding? Of course he is, but he's still right. He unloaded on Hollywood, the NBA, and more for what he said was turning not just a blind eye, but a blind eye to human rights atrocities in China, and instead taking the communist country's money hand over fist at each and every possible opportunity. During the conclusion of Say the Union on Sunday, Jake Tapper celebrated the Women's Tennis Association for standing up for morality and speaking out against brutalities against its people, something that few other athletic organizations or corporations in general have been willing to do. Criticize the Chinese government and take serious steps to protect its brutality is what we should be doing. That's what the WTA did. He went on to add that American businesses should follow the lead of the Women's Tennis Association, which canceled all events it was supposed to hold in China after tennis player. After Diaz marked this, three, two, one. After a tennis player accused former vice premier of sexual assault. That's a high-ranking member in the government. He then hit out at the NBA and the International Olympic Committee, which are in the process of holding events and planning to hold the 2022 Beijing Winter Olympics in February. Not only is is the International Olympic Committee not raising its voice in solidarity to protest, the IOC is helping the Chinese government by providing cover. The IOC has previously insisted that it spoke to the leaders and spoke to the tennis star regarding the allegations. But more needs to be done. Yes, the Olympics are supposed to be free and without politics. But this is not about politics. The allegations against the Chinese government go far beyond the treatment of just this tennis player. He also pointed the finger at Hollywood and Disney in particular over its recent decision to film live-action Mulan in China, where more than one million Muslims have been placed in internment camps. One million people. This is happening right now. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Now that spring is here, it's time to focus on self-care and revitalize your personal care routine. Now through March 26, head in store, shop for all your favorite personal care essentials, and earn four times rewards points. Shop for items like Crest toothpaste, secret deodorant, Old Spice deodorant, or Gillette razors. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How could the most powerful man in media just vanish from public life? My name is Chris Moody, host of the new podcast, Finding Matt Drudge. I'm a reporter who's covered politics for years, and in this podcast, I'm going to travel far and wide searching for the reclusive Matt Drudge, the founder of The Drudge Report. Along the way, I'll talk to people who've worked with him, dined with him, and fought with him, taking listeners into private conversations, all in an attempt to get a better understanding of who Drudge is and what motivates him. I'll also be chasing down tips from you, the listener, through a special hotline. So if you know where Drudge is right now or have a great Drudge story that might help us better understand the mysterious media mogul, please give us a call at 301-200-2414. Hopefully by the time this show ends, the man who knows Drudge best, Matt Drudge himself, will break his silence and sit down with us. Listen to Finding Matt Drudge on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This administration is weak. That's why we're seeing so much of what's happening right now happen. You know, Tim Cook, great example. I mentioned this earlier. Being criticized right now for doing a $275 billion deal with China. And basically people say, look, Tim Cook's just trying to run a business, right? Human slavery, who cares? Profits first, who cares? If, if regimes are part of Apple's strategy, then so be it. There was a National Review article that was written in it. It said, Tim Cook is not a hypocrite. I'm going to read part of it for you because I think it's a great point, okay? You have a company, Apple, that has become profitable making billions of dollars because of human slavery and putting profits first over regime and putting profits first over discrimination, even though they claim they have a strategy, at least in the United States of America, of non-discrimination practices. Steve Jobs has always wanted to make Apple computers in America and even across the first world. He tried to build a manufacturing plant for Apple in Silicon Valley itself. Then he tried again with NEXT computers. Jobs was fascinated by Henry Ford and the Japanese manufacturing process. But these efforts were failures. And when he returned to Apple in 1997, Jobs brought on Tim Cook, a supply chain expert who mastered the ability to outsource and subcontract the manufacturing process, taking full advantage of both low-cost labor and lax, lax environmental regulations. This is according to the New York Times. So if you think I'm giving you propaganda right now, I'm reading it from the New York Times. They're liberal. So if they're saying it, you know it's really bad. It's just too constantly to manufacture in America. The only manufacturing that Apple now runs directly is a made-to-order iMac assembly plant in Cork, Ireland, a country that is now the largest tax shelter in the world. Partly because Apple rinses all of, it, your, all of its European profits through it. The rest has been outsourced to working environments that can operate without the bother of human rights and democracy. Apple executives talk about how outsourcing moved the industry of manufacturing that went into computers from Texas to Japan, then to Korea, then to Taiwan, and finally to mainland China. 
But it turns out besides the environmental and tax dodging implications, there is moral cost to this outsourcing. These moral costs have been coming in for years, and everybody knows it, workers at Apple. And their contractor, Foxconn, once threatened mass suicide unless conditions improved. Foxconn's response was to surround the building in anti-suicide nets from where the workers worked in their compounds. This isn't a joke. This is real. If you don't believe me, go back and look at the stories. Seven Apple contractors have used forced labor of Uyghur Muslims who are the victims of China's push to make its western region more like the Han-dominated East. These Muslims are subject to North Korea-like surveillance, German-style train car rides from prison camps to prison camp, and now to forced labor in China's booming tech manufacturing center. Apple gave itself a clean bill of moral health last year, certifying it didn't rely on human slavery. We know that's a lie. Meanwhile, its lobbyists tried to weaken a bill in Congress that Forced Labor Prevention Act against that was called the Forced Labor Prevention Act specifically for these individuals. Now, the normal response of conservatives would be to accuse Apple of hypocrisy contrasting the company's woke humanitarian corporate branding with the reality of its manufacturing. This became something of a sport when a few years ago, Apple fired Denise Young-Smith, a black woman who was the company's vice president of diversity and inclusion. She had offended people by saying that 12 white, blue-eyed, blonde men in a room could be diverse. Obviously, that didn't sit well with the people in charge. I find it remarkably consistent when the then governor of Indiana signed a religious freedom bill that would protect the rights of Americans to legally practice their religion in his state. Tim Cook opposed it. The Apple CEO said it was very dangerous and bad for business. He reiterated that Apple is open, open to everyone, regardless of where they come from. That Tim Cook, the one I just mentioned, remains silent on the suppression of Islam and the company's major major manufacturing center, and is entirely consistent with his approach in Indiana. He wants the same profit-first secularism in America. Legal protections for religion would just get in the way. And clearly, given its lobbying activities, Apple is open to everyone. Tim Cook doesn't want Apple to discriminate against you just because you came from a part of the world Right. That goes against what you believe in or a part of the world where your hair and beard are shaved off or your reproductive organs are sterilized, which is exactly what's happening in China. You, too, are welcome to assemble a high price planned consumer product in an environment with no real safety regulations. That's real diversity. The author writes, and he's absolutely right. Tim Cook doesn't give a crap. He just wants his phones made. What's so ironic about this whole thing is the phone, which is, quote, change the world, cannot be used and cannot be used to film what's happening when the phones are being assembled or the working conditions of the people assembling the phones. Let that sink in. American companies used to be the pride of the country. They were the arsenal of democracy during World War II. Throughout the Cold War, IBM remained careful not to, you know, help the Russian communists crush Hungary in 1956. And it was also an issue that American major companies 
did everything they could. They would try whenever possible to leave politics to the public. But then we got into our heads that we could have free trade with slave nations. It's perfectly understandable that after Bill Clinton essentially licensed an economic model of capital-rich American reinvestment in labor-rich China, executives such as Tim Cook would make their reputations doing just that. What's less understandable is why we admire them for doing it or ignore the moral and geopolitical costs of doing it. Or we credit their progressivism, saying that they're some sort of tycoon leaders and forward thinkers, when in fact they're going back to the old playbook of using slave labor to make money. No tech publication has the juice to make Apple answer about its cooperation with human slavery. Not if they continue to want to get scoops, early review models, and interviews with Apple's chief executives. And that, too, is a function of Chinese soft power. The only institution with the power to do it is Congress, if it could ever bother to do anything at all. Michael is the senior writer for National Review Online. Michael Brennan Daughtry, you should totally look at him up, look him up and read more of his articles. Now, I want to go back to something else I mentioned a moment ago, and that was I'll give credit where credit is due. And if you listen to the opening monologue of Jake Tapper, more people in the media should be saying this. Forget if you don't like Jake Tapper for a moment. Just listen to his words. And by the way, he's not some guy that should be, you know, given a big hug for doing this. This is what should be being said everywhere, and it should have been being said like this for years. This past week, the Women's Tennis Association did something that few other athletic organizations or corporations in general have been willing to do, criticize the Chinese government and take serious steps to protest its brutality. Now, this began weeks ago when Chinese tennis champion Peng Shui accused a former top Chinese government official of sexual assault. Quote, Even if it is like an egg hitting a rock, or if I am like a moth drawn to the flame, inviting self-destruction, I will tell the truth about you, unquote, she wrote on Chinese social media. And that post vanished within 30 minutes. And then, so did she. The WTA not only spoke out against this injustice, it decided to suspend all tournaments in China because of its treatment of Peng Shui. We walk away from this, we're basically telling the world that not addressing sexual assault with the respect and seriousness it requires is okay because it's difficult to do. That's something that we simply cannot happen and it's not what we stand for as an organization. All these other organizations like the NBA that are just bloodthirsty to get their hands on the money of China, just remember what they're a part of. They know that a million plus people are locked up in They know that they're not being paid and they know that they're being tortured. They know that they're being killed and they know that they are never going to see the light of day outside of a factory or a bus to get them to the factory. And guess who's making money off this? Apple, Nike, and every other company that wants to get some of the money coming out of China. As for the meeting that took place between Joe Biden and Vladimir Putin, Senator Marsha Blackburn summed it up this way and I think it's spot on. Diplomacy without action is weak, and Vladimir Putin only understands strength. Allowing him to execute a land grab in Ukraine would be a humanitarian disaster in Europe and embolden other entities, such as the Chinese Communist Party, to do the same. President Biden must send a strong signal to Putin, to Xi, and other brutal strongmen around the world 
that the United States will not condone violent takeovers of nations. I have a feeling we're going to have a lot more headlines of disaster before this president gets his head out of his rear end. I hope all of you will make sure you make your voices heard. I hope you'll share this podcast with your family and friends. Hit that little forward button, text it to them, and please share it on social media. Please write us a review. The reviews help us tremendously reach more people on the podcasting charts. Lastly, you might want to call your congressman and senator, and you might want to tell them to pull out of the Olympics. You might want to say, say no and keep our athletes home. Because if we don't start standing up to them at some point, they will take us over and they will own us economically. They already own more debt than any other country in the world, China right now, of the United States of America. In many ways, they own this country and they know it. I'll see you back here tomorrow. Hey there, it's Ryan Seacrest for Safeway. Head in store and shop for all your favorite personal care essentials to earn four times rewards points. Shop for products from Olay, Always, Gillette, Vicks, and Crest. Plus, check out new items like Mr. Clean Magic Eraser Ultra Thick Multi-Surface Cleaner. No more sponges or other cleaning products needed. And Head & Shoulders Bare Soothing Hydration Shampoo, a new kind of anti-dandruff shampoo with only nine ingredients. Offer expires March 26. Restrictions apply. Promotions may vary. Visit Safeway.com for more details. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com backslash live. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.